Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Have you ever heard someone say, I had a good time at prayer? I just love being in the chapel. It was so good to get some prayer time in today. I wonder what people mean by that. Sometimes I wonder if they mean, I got a lot out of prayer today. You know, maybe I got a, a great insight on my life, or I, I just got a little bit of encouragement in my prayer time, or uh, I, was, I was reading something really interesting during prayer, or maybe simply I just felt very close to God in my prayer time. Now, if we're ever blessed with those moments, we should thank the Lord. We should praise him because these moments can be very encouraging for us in our pursuit of the spiritual life, but we should also be very careful. We should be very careful lest we're tempted to think that this feeling of prayer going well is a sign that we're really getting good at this prayer thing, that we're really getting good at holiness. You know, actually more important than our perceptions about our prayer life, our perceived quality of prayer, much more important is actually our commitment to prayer. Are we faithful to Jesus every day in prayer? That's what Jesus is looking for. Are we faithful no matter how busy we are, no matter how much we want to go or don't want to go, uh, no matter even if our prayer is dry and we feel like we're not getting anything out of it, do we still show up? Simply setting the time aside and being there in prayer is a, a profound act of love and commitment to our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what we're going to be looking at in today's podcast. So welcome back to the show. I've just recently returned from the great state of Texas. I was uh, outside the Houston area presenting at St. Lawrence Parish in Sugarland, Texas, and I was blessed to speak on my brand new book. I have a new book out, you may have heard. Uh, it's a book all on the biblical theme of discipleship and what it means to really follow Jesus as a disciple how we can experience transformation in our spiritual lives if we commit ourselves as disciples. The book's called Into His Likeness. Into His Likeness, Be Transformed as a Disciple of Christ. And uh, while I was there, I was blessed to present to many parish leaders and volunteers and uh, there, and I, I talked a lot about the four habits of a disciple. Do you know the four key habits of a disciple. Now, some of you listening may be thinking, hmm, I wonder what Dr. Sri thinks are the four key habits of being a disciple. Now, I want to be very clear to you. What I'm going to share with you is not my own idea. This is not my own. It comes from the Catholic Church. It's what the Catholic Church identifies as the four key things we need to do to follow Jesus. It's uh, it's found in God's Word, in sacred scripture. So this is coming directly from God. This isn't my idea. Uh, it, uh, it's a passage in Acts 2.42, Acts 2.42, and it's a passage that the Catholic Church throughout the centuries has always turned to to sum up the, the four key areas of the Catholic life. Uh, what are those four things? Well, we have to feed our minds with the teachings of Jesus Christ as passed on through the apostles. Secondly, we need fellowship with other good Christians that are running with us, they're pursuing holiness together, and they, they, they sharpen us, and, and we also have many opportunities to grow in love and service with our neighbor and with the poor and with the people in our lives. So we need to feed our minds with the teachings of Christ. We need fellowship. Secondly, third, we need the breaking of the bread, the biblical language for the Eucharist, and we need all the sacraments. We need a sacramental life. And fourthly, and what we're going to focus on, we need prayer. 
So that's what I'm going to zoom in on today. I may do a deep dive into each one of those other elements sometime later this year. But today, let's talk about prayer. The earliest disciples of Jesus were committed to prayer. Uh, to com- they were committed to daily prayer. Um, now, I, I was talking about feelings there, and I think that's that's something that could be a great temptation for us, is that when we feel close to God, we're excited to go to prayer, and we're excited to spend that time with Him. But what about when we're busy and we're stressed out and we don't feel like we have a lot of time? Do we still show our faithfulness to Jesus? Uh, what about when prayer is hard? It's just drudgery. I dread going to the chapel or, or pulling out my Bible. Uh, do I still show up? The act of committing myself to prayer is itself an incredible gift to Jesus because, as many of the saints say, Jesus will often withdraw the feeling of his closeness to us. Uh, We may not have have any feelings that he's really close to us uh, because he wants to test our hearts. He wants to know, will you still come to me even if you don't? have a lot of feelings in prayer? Will you still come to me even if you don't feel like you get a lot out of it? Are you coming for the feelings? Are you coming for the insights? Are you coming for what I give you? Or are you coming for me? You know, I'm thinking about my my youngest daughter, little Eleanor. She's my 20-month-old. Little baby Eleanor is so cute. She's, She's talking now and walking all over the house. She's always climbing on my back. This is one of her favorite words, back, back, back. And that means she wants me to get down on all fours and give her a piggyback ride. And it's so cute. I came home from uh, from work today, opened the door, and she's sitting at the dining at the kitchen table, and she says, Dad, And she has this big smile, and she says it again, Dad, She's all excited that her daddy's home. And every time I see little Eleanor and she says my name or she says back, back and wants a piggyback ride, I just want to squeeze her. I just love her. And it's, it's, so, it's so fun uh, having little baby Eleanor. But I got to tell you, there's some other times where Eleanor um, maybe gives me other kinds of feelings, like when she has a dirty diaper that's just exploding and no one's changed it and it is just oozing out and she's coming to me crying and I'm looking at, oh no, I've got to change the diaper. I don't have a lot of warm, fuzzy feelings then, um, but but I know I still need to do it. Or when Eleanor is sick and she wakes up in the middle of the night and the last thing I want to do is get up and walk around with a baby at 2.30 in the morning, I don't get a lot of warm, fuzzy feelings out of that. And yet real love is expressed through commitment, through commitment. Do you really love Jesus? Do you love him enough to be faithful to prayer? Not just when it's really convenient, not just when you get a lot out of it, not just when it feels good to pray, but will you be there for Jesus? He's longing for you. He wants your attention. He thirsts for you, Mother Teresa says. Yes, I know it's hard to believe, but it's true. That's how much he loves you. He is thirsting for you. He's longing for you just to set everything else aside and just be with him. Give Jesus that gift of spending time with him every day in prayer, showing up and being faithful. Now, some people might say, well, you know, I, I pray every day. You know, I, I pray the rosary. I pray a, a couple Hail Marys. Uh, uh, I do Liturgy of the Hours or, you know, I go to daily Mass. I'm talking about something else here. All of those are wonderful things. And I hope we incorporate them all in our spiritual life. But 
What the saints and the catechism describe as crucial for a daily prayer life is meditation, that we need a life of meditation. Do we take time, quiet time, maybe 20, 25, 30 minutes a day, uh, where we're just having intimate conversation with the Lord, uh, a conversation that's fed by some sacred text like scripture. It could be the Psalms. It could be the Gospels. Uh, maybe I'm putting myself in a biblical scene like uh, Ignatian prayer encourages us to do. I, I imagine myself an encountering Jesus uh, like Peter did when Jesus said, come follow me. And I, I put myself in Peter's shoes and imagine what is Jesus wanting me to follow him in now? And how does that apply to my life now? Or or maybe I uh, imagine Jesus encountering the woman at the well and confronting her with her sin. Well, what, what sin would Jesus confront me with? What what uh, what does he want me to leave behind? Uh, that's a beautiful way to feed our meditation is through Ignatian prayer with scripture. That's one possibility. Maybe it's just Lexio Divina where I'm reading a line, I'm pondering it, I talk to Jesus and just simply ask, Jesus, how does this apply to me? Uh, or maybe I'm reading a, a text from a spiritual classical work in our tradition, like Thomas Akempis's Imitation of Christ, or more recent works like In Conversation with God, or The Reflections from Magnificat, something that, again, is helping me think about the life of Jesus, or think about the, the life of a Christian, the virtues, uh, and, and I'm applying it to my life. I'm talking to Jesus about it, though. I'm taking time to listen to him, to sense how he may be uh, calling me to repent or to make a change, and how can I follow him more closely? I need that time for prayer. Uh, it's not enough just to say prayers, do devotions, and, and, and even just going to Mass. Now, I want to be clear on this. The Mass is the highest form of prayer. It's the, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ offering himself to the Father, made present to us in the Holy Liturgy. It is the highest form of prayer, and yet... Those graces that we really receive in the Mass may not bear as much fruit if those graces are not met with the fertile soil of an interior life. Are you cultivating an interior life with daily prayer? Because that will make your reception of the sacrament so much more powerful. Some Christians may wonder, well, I go to Mass all the time, I, I go to confession regularly, but I don't notice that much change. It might be because... I don't have that time for intimate conversation with the Lord. Another thing someone might say is, well, I'm just too busy. You know, I've got so much going on. And so uh, what do I do if I have to choose between mass or time for prayer, time for meditation? What should I choose, mass or prayer? Uh, and I would just say that's a bad question. <laughs> that's just a bad question because we really need both. Um, it's kind of like in a marriage. Imagine a husband saying, well, we're really busy right now, so should we have time for conversation together as husband and wife, or should we have marital intimacy? Well, that's just a bad question. We really need both. You know, in a marriage, the physical union of husband and wife is meant to be not just about physical pleasure, physical union. It's meant to be a profound expression of personal union, a spiritual union, if you will. In giving their bodies to each other, husband and wife are giving their very selves to each other. Uh, and so the, the, the act of marital intimacy is meant to be a physical expression of what already exists heart to heart between husband and wife. But if a husband and wife aren't really talking to each other, they're not really sharing life together, they don't know each other's hearts, they can go through the motions in a physical act, but it's not going to be as profoundly joining 
uh, a, 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 a profound communion together as it could be. Um, again, marital intimacy, marital intimacy should be an expression of what already exists, heart to heart in a, in, in a marriage of husband and wife truly committed to each other. Now, when it comes to our prayer life, we might be able to say something similar, you know. Uh, should I go to Mass or should I go to have my time for prayer? Again, we really need both of them. Uh, our time in the Holy Liturgy, in the Mass, will be so much more uh, fruitful. It'll be so much more of a profound union if we have a daily prayer life of conversation with the Lord, knowing Him heart to heart, sharing our hearts with Him, uh, listening to Him in our own lives. So, uh, let's make... The, prior, uh, the priority for us, a commitment to prayer, faithfulness to prayer, not just praying when it's convenient or it's interesting to ourselves. I think if we do this, we'll find that our life will suddenly uh, begin to take off. Our spiritual life will take off, certainly, much more when we have a daily prayer life, but will be a blessing to other people. And this is the last little nugget I want to share with you. The commitment to a daily prayer life is so important, not just for your relationship with God directly, but also for the relationships you have with the people in your life, for your marriage, for your children, for your co-workers, your friends, uh, the people you serve. They need you. They need you to have a commitment to prayer. I know in my life, I often say this, I probably have said this before on this show, I know that my wife, Beth, she needs a lot more than Ted Sri's love. <laughs> Ted Sri's love is filled with some good qualities and sincere desires, but it's also fraught with many wounds and hurts and selfishness and pride and vanity. And uh, she needs more than my love. She needs Jesus radiating through me. She needs Jesus loving her through me. Uh, and that's why I, I need a deep interior life. Now, certainly, first and foremost, for me and my relationship with God, but it's going to be a blessing to my wife if I do that. Same thing, my kids need me to have a committed prayer life. Uh, my, my students need me to have a committed prayer life. The listeners of this podcast, the people who read my books, uh, if, if I'm not really in tune with the Lord and praying, I might be able to give people you know, uh, a, a funny story, or I might be able to give them an organized lecture or uh, teach them a couple of truths, but it's going to be more what I give them. Uh, let's give people more than ourselves. I want to give people Jesus. I want to give my wife, my kids, my family, my friends, uh, and all the people I serve, I want to give them Jesus. Uh, let's uh, live out this prayer that Mother Teresa's order always prays at the end uh, of Mass. They pray this beautiful prayer. It's attributed to uh, John Henry Newman, and they adapt it a bit. Uh, but their, their version of the prayer says this, Let every person we come in contact with look up and see no longer me, but you, Jesus, shining through me. Wouldn't that be wonderful if every person we come in contact with each day looks up and sees no longer us? No, they see Christ shining through us. That's what begins to happen when we commit to faithfulness in prayer. Well, my friends, I hope you've enjoyed today's show. And if you found this helpful, can I ask that you subscribe to this podcast? Uh, I want to 
be able to build up the the listenership out there because I know the more people that listen to it, the the more it'll start spreading to others. And so if you enjoy this podcast, please take time to subscribe to it and share it with others. And if you have any questions or any suggestions for future podcasts, uh, please feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on my website, edwardsri.com, or you can find me on Facebook and Twitter. I've gotten a lot of feedback about uh, the podcast my wife did with me last week. And if anyone wants to reach her, you can find my wife also on Facebook and Twitter uh, as well. So thanks for listening. My friends, may God bless you.